This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Yeehaw! Our heroes are in Wild West Faerun. Our heroes successfully robbed an ammo train. Sheriff Quinny mastered firing the cannon. Moss thought she might die and accidentally jumped into a tree. And Butthole recovered more of his powers and befriended the mysterious Tim Hagar. What more can they do in the final day before the Tingly Boys attack? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. You arrive back at Tomb Slab as uh, the sun is going down on the second day. As you know, on the third day, the gang will return and the city will burn. You arrive back into town uh, to uh, a rather unfortunate sight. Um, there's a small crowd outside of the sheriff's office. And as uh, you pull up, um, you see there's a, an open uh, coffin, uh, one of those classic wooden caskets uh, with two torches next to it, uh, leaned against the door. Uh, and inside, uh, with a knife buried deep in his chest, is Tumbleweed Terrence, uh, with a note that just says, see you tomorrow at low noon, which, of course, in Wild West parlance means midnight. Now, okay. So when they say tomorrow at noon, does that mean like tonight, just as it crosses over? Or is it like tomorrow's midnight? Midnight tomorrow. So, so we've got like a day and, a, and an evening, essentially. Yep, that's what that means. Well, that's like a bonus of like 12 more hours than I thought we were going to get. We're going to make use of this. Also, we really need to bury Terrence. He was kind of cool. Yeah. This yeah. is... I mean... Who uh, who what? found him, I, I say to the, the crowd? Um, you are uh, surprised to see um, uh, Kayla and uh, Leanna Lineshield uh, come out of the crowd. Uh, Leanna's got her hand bound up and looks pretty rough. Uh, like she's clearly been beaten a few times, but um, uh, Kayla kind of raises a hand and says, uh, uh, it was me, Sheriff. Um, we were, uh, Leanna had, uh, had slipped away in the night uh, and uh, managed to make her way back here. Uh, killed a couple of the, uh, the tingly boys on her way out, but... Um, she warned me they were they were pissed, and uh, so I made sure to to just check in on everyone. Uh, came here first and found Terrence this way. He was like this when you found him. Yes, sir. I think they they did it sometime during the day. I during I day. kind wow. of am I am I awake? 
Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're conscious. You're, you're in, you're in pretty rough shape. So you've asked, um, probably butthole, um, uh, to give you like the additional help of pushing. I'll probably uh, need a long rest. Yeah. You're, you're like drifting (laughs) in and out. Um, One good night's sleep will do you. But, um, yeah, you, you'll be able to heal up overnight. Um, but yes, uh, butthole is, is pushing your chair at your request. All right. I kind I, um, I just kind of gesture to, uh, to Quinny to just come closer and just kind of like out of the side of my mouth say, you know, Kayla also found, she was the one who notified me of Leanna. I, I don't, I, I'm just suspicious now. Because she, she found evidence both times from. Exactly. Right. I like saying, to see the best in people, but this is. <clears throat> I, wasn't I just, she married to Leanna in this town? Was that a thing? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're together. So you're saying yeah. she she cut off her wife's hand and joined up with the Tingly Boys and then murdered the deputy? Nope, I don't think she's saying any of those words. I think she's just saying it's a weird coincidence and she's become suspicious. But you're suspicious that she did that essentially. I'm. I'm just saying it's a possibility. I'm just saying keep your eyes open. Uh, um, and I just like like uh, to the crowd like Leanne. I'm so sorry for what you went through. Is and I'm and uh, I I want you to 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 be able to to recover and and get past this. But I I need to know is is there is there anything that you can tell us? Anything you learned with the Tingly Boys that might help us prepare better for tomorrow? Um, she uh just kind of laughs and says, uh, "Yeah, uh, not really, Deputy. Uh, I was mostly getting my face punched in, as as you can see, and try not to you know die from all the blood loss from this here." hand which is a shame because it was my favorite hand uh but uh you know make do with old lefty i suppose uh no just there there's a lot of them and uh they're heavily armed um i there's uh there's some talk too of um they 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 got word uh of a a a fugitive hiding out here they they seemed like they were pretty excited uh I, i managed uh to to just get this and it's a, a torn um, message uh, that uh, just says, like, arrow, A-R-R-O-W, um, is in Tomb Slab. Reward dead or alive. Uh, Quinny, you definitely recognize this as um, a, a modified version of your wanted poster, but someone has handwritten in the location. Okay. Luckily, most of the poster is missing, so... You would Leanne, recognize it as being about uh-huh. you. They wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, Leanne, where did you come from? Where Where are they camped? Um, she uh, said I, I escaped as they were moving camp. Uh, they were up in the hills to the north near uh, near uh, uh, old uh, uh, the Blackwell Estate. All right, everyone. Those of you that wish to stay and fight and defend your homes. We brought guns, we brought ammo. Those of you that require training, we will run drills. Those of you that are already well acquainted with firearms, uh, I'm gonna ask <clears throat> I'm gonna ask you to head on down to the uh, Rock Seeker sisters, and get your guns modified. We're gonna hit them as hard as we can when they come for us. They're not gonna know they're not gonna know what hit them. For Terrence here and everyone else. Cool. So I'm going to say, given that you're you're coming off train heist day, um, 
you you've all kind of got one action left you can do before you need to pass out and, and heal up. Uh, and then you'll have the full day to prepare the town. Um, the townsfolk will start taking the weapons uh, to the rock seekers uh, to get them tooled up. Um, rock seeker, like there, there are dwarves from the mines, kind of like around, um, sort of uh, reinforcing things. So they'll be harder to burn. Um, but uh, yeah, you you kind of have one uh, one thing you can each do before you have to pass up for the night. What do you do? Uh, am I correct in assuming that? This wanted poster um, that's been modified to give my location um, is uh, uh, it, like that to me says that like if I give myself up to them, then they turn me in for a reward and may not attack the town. Um, can you roll me an insight check based on your knowledge of the Tingly Boys? And that one. Cool. Um, yeah, that could totally mean that. Um, yeah. It could also mean that they'll just roll over the town regardless, and you're a bonus. Uh, like, you might be a secondary objective in Ghost of Tsushima that'll get you just a little bit of extra XP, but the goal might still be a town. You're also not aware of, of how much uh, getting people out of Tomb Slab is worth to, uh, to type. Yeah, that's what I wasn't sure about. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, with a nat one... All I can do is point out the things you already are wondering and give you yeah. a direction as to which one is true. And are we all collectively aware that the person in the giant walking spider that got completely trashed was uh, Typhineus? I think so. Yeah, um, okay. yeah you, you certainly didn't see him die. Uh, his odds of survival are actually pretty high. But oh, um, okay. you, uh, for a second, uh, the guy signing the paychecks might have just bit it you know that would have been pretty nice for us <laughs> uh, yeah yeah uh no if uh if the spider were a bit more damaged you would have had some more options um as to what you could do with it if it was less damaged you would have had to fight it alongside Jakob. so i mean you kind of kind of came out through the middle um okay. so uh, an, uh, a kind of question mark uh lingers but um fortunately the industries are large enough that uh even if typhinius himself was killed odds of other people being able to continue like, you know, power-hungry underlings is pretty high. Okay. Um, in that case, I don't see why we need to wait for tomorrow to start. Anyone wanting to start running drills on, like, firearms and stuff like that, target practice, I'd be organizing that as my okay. one, like, thing to do for the night is get people, like, digging trenches and stuff like that. And Sure. Uh, Butthole, what would you be doing? <clears throat> uh, Butthole would know the majority of the war stuff's going to happen tomorrow. So I feel like he'd probably spend the night kind of wandering around, muttering, farting, praying. He has made zero traction on how the fuck to get back to Dumfeyrune. And that is, like, defending the town is sort of a chore along the way, and he mm -hmm. wants to do it, and he likes the people, and it's the right thing. So he kind of always does the right thing when it pops up. But he's got to take some time to figure out what the hell he's going to do, because he basically just fell here and has yeah. no leads on anything about getting anywhere. Okay. So with that in mind, um, I think your your wandering eventually takes you to the chapel um, of the, the Hammer and Sickle, um, and uh, you actually uh, find uh, Garvo and Nundra um, uh, sitting in there um, discussing things. And they have a whole bunch of old books open, and Garvo's kind of turned it into like a mad science lab. Um, and uh, he greets you as he comes in. He says, ah, oh, yes, 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 butthole, come in, come in. Uh, we, we have interesting theories. Um, come, sit, sit. 
Okay. Uh, and then he'll just like go in and sit and be like, so what are you guys working on? This seems pretty intense. Um, so Nundra um, says, uh, "We, I've been curious about uh, the, the Lady of Hammers and uh, the Man of Scythes uh, since they, they disappeared um, from, from our history and our realm for some time. And you seem to have a, a connection to the, the Lady of Hammers. Um, so I, I asked uh, uh, Garvo here to to assist me in, in looking through some of the old texts and seeing, based on his knowledge of, of religions and um, the sort of uh, ancient legends that have been passed down to me and what I know of the armors, uh, if there was any anything we could we could gather further. Um, you, you you're a stranger in this land. Um, do you what, what what do you seek to do? Do you seek to reinstate uh, the Lady of Hammers here? What, what, what is your hope? Well, I mean, I, anything I can do to help, you know, the Lady of Hammers uh, gain more faith is great. But, like, my priority is kind of to get back to where I came from. I kind of ended up here by accident. So any improvements I can do along the way, super. And then just getting back home. I got stuff I got to do. I got friends there who are going to be having a heck of a time. Somebody tried to call me, and that didn't work. So I'm guessing it's not all great. Cool. Um, so, uh, Garvo kind of nods and says, yes, Garvo was thinking it was probably something like this. Uh, after all, if one actually knew a god, one would want to hang out with that god, and Garvo understands that. Um, so he, uh, he basically pulls out a, a series of schematics, and, um, he seems to be, um, close to, um, figuring out, um, a link, um, between sort of the holy relics of, uh, Moonhammer and Sunsythe. Um, the armor is incomplete. Um, obviously, th this weapon seems like a ceremonial weapon, but not what's meant to be with the armor, um, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. um, so um, he uh, he kind of um, uh, gestures to uh, Nundra, who produces um, an ancient rune. Uh, and this thing is um, uh, very old, very worn, and it looks drastically different from what you've seen um, so far. Uh, and she basically says, um, "This this has been in the Rockseeker family um, for uh, for some time. Uh, it it is called a wish stone. Um, now, unfortunately, my family has has already used it. Um, it's part of the way we we found our fortune. Uh, but given the power of your your faith and your connection to your God, I wonder if you might be able to use it as a focus, a way to to draw yourself back towards your God." You know, kind of use use her as a, as an anchor and use the wish stone to pull you through. And Garvo says Garvo has a lot of thoughts about faith and how it works. And Garvo thinks that maybe if you take your fart magic and imbue it with the stone and just think hard enough about about uh, what you care the most about in the world, that maybe you could find it again. Okay, so if I take that stone and I pray and I fart on it, then I might get fart yanked back to my goddess, or at least in the right direction. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. Do you mind if I take this stone? Is that cool? Um, uh, she says, um, uh, yes, but I do have a favor to ask. Um, the I wear the, the armor of, of the, the Lady of, of Hammers, and um, I know in the, the, the stories my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpappy passed down, um, you, you spoke of uh, you know the, uh, the, the various boons that gods used to provide our land, uh, back when it was still fertile and green. Um, I would ask that you put in a good word for us here in, in this world, um, for, for we have been without gods for too long. 
Okay, so you'd like want Moonhammer to pay more attention? That's I think that's a great idea. Um, Moonhammer, um, as as you say, or or her brother, or whoever, as I from what Garvo has been explaining, the the scythe and the sickle appear in in a lot of uh, the mythology of this world. I'm, I'm wondering if perhaps her brother was the patron saint of of our world in the same way that uh, your Moonhammer was perhaps uh, the saint of yours. Or you'd mentioned a, a, an alternate world that seemed to to have a lot of of her presence there. I'm wondering if perhaps uh, certain gods are assigned certain worlds, certain dimensions, and if if perhaps um, the man of the sickle and scythe is is ours. Okay, see that would check out because I hadn't heard about him. But if they're related, then logically on his world to be mentioned. And I don't have a ton of stuff about her, except it's really old. Well, and I think we okay, can so. we can skip a few steps based on your like long conversation with Garvo, and Garvo can be like, yeah, and and as 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 you explained it to Garvo, uh, many people did not believe in the the Lady of Hammers in your world, and there didn't seem to be much evidence of her until until you finally met her. But it seems like in other places, there was a lot of reference to the Lady of Hammers. So maybe that's where she's from. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay, yeah, we'll get you We'll get you the, the bro, bro scythe guide. That's doable. We could definitely do that. Send um, him back and be like, hey, man, they, they're missing you and such. And uh, she, she kind of hands you the stone then and says, uh, well, then, then we have an accord. And besides, we'll always be kind of matched with our armors. Yeah, that's true. It's funny, though, because I'm wearing, like, your guy's armor, and you're wearing, like, my girl's armor, which yeah. makes us, like, weird reverse twins. You know, it's, uh, it's a good way to be. I've never had a sister, but I kind of like it. Uh, and she goes, I have too many, but I've never had a brother, so that's pretty good. And besides, armor knows no gender, am I right? Oh, so true, so true. Okay, so I'll put this stone in my underwear, uh, and... Uh, <laughs> she just, like, there's just the, the pained look of... of Everyone on the show at some point when Butthole has done something to heal them of just kind of like, oh, that's our holiest relic, but okay. Yeah, so <laughs> but don't worry. I'm, I'm going to hold off on the farts until we've sorted out this town thing because this is really important to me, uh, you know, all of you being safe. Um, uh, she says, uh, uh, thank you. My, you know, my, my, my people appreciate that. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, this seems like a lot of paper, which is good, but at the same time, we have people coming to burn the town, so we might want to get this downstairs with some Pepsi Cool Stones. I mean, you know, Garvo just did what Garvo can do, which is try and solve uh, ethereal mysteries. Well, and it seems like you did really well, Garvo. I'm not giving you notes. You did great work, buddy. I'm just saying, like, we don't want to lose all your books. You seem like a guy who cares uh, about his books. Yeah, Garvo would appreciate that. Garvo has worked hard on coat and hard on finding books. Perfect. All right. So then I guess I'll help Garvo like pack up his shit, knowing that this will be a war zone soon. So we can get his like highly flammable, incredibly valuable texts somewhere. Right. Uh, and um, uh, uh, Nundra will take it back down with her and, and put it in one of the vaults. Perfect. Then that's um, my night. That checks out. Right. He'd feel very satisfied. Uh, Moss, other than healing your wounds, what would you do? Um, do we have a good idea of like just based on how the town is set up, where we think? Um, the attack will come from? Um, you know that uh, the Tingly Boys are in the north, um, so they'll likely be coming from that that direction. Okay. Um, I think in that case, I just want to probably go back to the office and consult some maps and just see, um, just kind of review like the if there are any natural features that might we might be able to use or anything to hide or to ambush or just anything that could give us any edge um 
Just sure. re-familiarize myself with. Fair enough. Um, so when you wheel into the office, um, you see that uh, Quinny's desk is perfectly organized. Uh, everything has been sorted and piled and cleaned. It is an immaculate desk. Um, and uh, in the middle of it, uh, there is um, a single feather and a folded uh, letter with a wax seal. Uh, is there anything on the letter that indicates who it's from? Do I recognize the seal? Uh, you do not. Uh, it seems to have the letter Y. Y. Um, I, I open it. Stealing other people's mail. Moss. Your alignment <laughs> shifts. You become chaotic evil. Uh, no. Um, hey, you... hey, hey. I don't know if I can trust this guy. <laughs> she already murdered a lot of people on that train. This is pretty low down. It's true. This is, th this is like for the protection of the town. I don't want him raining even more shit down on. I don't even know what's Understood. going on. Um, you open the letter and in um, uh, sort of a very uh, immaculate um, block text um someone has written in ink um words out we know you're here see you soon quote quote sheriff and there's a letter That's... g like dash g okay I, I guess I'll just, um, honestly, I would just tell Quinny. Okay. So I've, you wheel back out, um, Quinny, yeah. in the middle of, of running some drills, uh, admittedly kind of like tired and burnt out, but like just getting them set up so that they can continue to, to run them throughout the night. Um, and uh, Moss uh, approaches you. Um, Quinny, a word? Uh. Yeah, sure. Just one second. All right, I'm gonna step away, but I want y'all to just basically remember: fire, like ready, aim, fire, ready, aim, fire. We want to do this in volleys until they get too close, and then it's and then you open fire, fire at will. You understand? But at first, we want that to be just a wall of lead death. All right, that's how you hit the most of these guys when they're coming in on horseback. Okay. We understand, right. sheriff. We trust you implicitly. And I, I say, what's uh? What's going on, deputy? And I I just wordlessly hand Quinny the letter. Who's um who's G, Tom? I know that Y stands for Yevgenovich, but who's G? Uh someone you put a bullet in. Yeah. Uh, a fine feathered friend, your former right-hand man, Gary. Gary. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um okay. So <clears throat> I'll uh I'll I'll fold the letter back up and and put it in my vest pocket uh, and say, uh, um, "This, wh where'd you find this? On your desk. Is there something else we have to be worried about tomorrow? Uh, reviewing the letter, does it say we're, we'll see you tomorrow or anything like that? Or is it like, we'll see you uh, it's right? implied. Um, you oh, get okay. the sense that uh, if piecing this together with the wanted poster, um, in all likelihood, uh, Ambrook has um, broadcast your location 
which is bad news largely because if if a you thought Gary was dead, but if Gary knows and the Tingly Boys know, many other gangs might also know. This may have just gone from a the Tingly Boys versus the town to the gangs of Old West Faerun versus the town, almost like some kind of showdown at the Tomb Slab Corral kind of situation. Yeah. Except the responsible thing to do would be to remove that piece from the board, which is myself. <laughs> it would um, be, but also if they think you're here, either way they're going to roll through town and rip yeah. it apart. Um, okay, so I'll put that away and I'll say, um, yeah, we can expect a lot more than just uh, the Tingly Boys tomorrow. So uh, we'd better get to drilling, training, digging, and fortifying. That's it. If this town wants to survive, that's it. You can leave if you want. That's another option. It's either You've rained a hell of leave. a lot of shit down on this town, Quinny. Indeed I have. And I expect you to handle it in a way that protects our town. You hear me? That wasn't originally the plan, but yeah, I hear you. That's, uh, that's how this is going to end, I think. Good. We have an understanding. We do. Oh, um, here, I should give this to you now in case I don't get a chance. And I'm going to give her my sheriff's badge. Damn. <laughs> uh, Moss, uh, you you look at the badge that is a, is a, a weight and a responsibility, but also uh, a privilege and an honor that you didn't ever really understand you wanted uh, or needed until it's pressed into your hand. And I say, <laughs> and I say, what the hell are you doing, you idiot? These people still got to think you're the sheriff for the day. <laughs> Throw it back at him. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices if people were outside of the U.S. were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. 
Hello, I am Bernard Sherbert, the survivalist Rupert from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I am here to help you survive the boredom of day-to-day -day life by helping to engage in the wonderful storytelling, whimsy, comedy, and occasional tragedy of the Dum Dums and Dragons adventures. If you would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that is D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and you can join for as little as $1 a month, which will gain access to our Patreon-only Discord, where you can hang out with other people who have also listened to the things you have listened to and seen the things you have seen and thus can describe them with you. Or, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds where you can avoid ads like this one. Or, alternatively, at even higher levels, you can add an NPC name, like Bourbon Gerbert was. Or, you can add your own NPC that you build at the highest level and get your name in the credits. Name in the credits. Name in the credits. Sorry, I had to say that three times because it is very, very, very cool. This has been Bourbon Sherbert, encouraging you to go join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you in the future. Bleep bloop. They'll believe I'm the sheriff without the badge. I can say we've got two now. I wanted to give this to you. Okay, well, it's a nice symbolic gesture. Just don't, just don't freaking let anyone in on what's going on until you need to. I don't want further was, chaos here. That was always and entirely my plan. All right, well, I'm sorry to ruin what was obviously a nice moment for you and possibly for me, but I, well, I'm, I'm going to sleep. Uh, <laughs> I just turn and, around and... Yeah, you're like, away. good night, <laughs> just <laughs> as you roll away. Um, and thus you all hunker down for the evening. Um, morning comes early, uh, as it does. There's uh, the, uh, uh, the good morning howl of one of the wolves from the, uh, the old wolf ranch. Um, that, uh, you know, just work on a completely different day-night cycle than normal wolves. Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, the day has come, um, and you are awoken uh, first by the, the howl of the wolf, um, but then uh, a, a booming, bellowing voice uh, saying, uh, Hey, uh, here to see the sheriff. Has anyone seen the sheriff this morning? Yeah, that'd be me. Um, so Quinny, you roll out of bed, um, were you sleeping in your clothes? Like what, what, how do you think you spent the night after you, you got everyone up and drained? Probably just dead tired, fell asleep in my clothes. Gotcha. All right. So you just kind of, uh, get up, dust yourself off. You just yelling from your office. Or you're going out to meet them. Uh, yell from my office, but then I, I come out. Great. Um, you see, um, a, a, a massive figure in a, uh, a sort of a, a gray duster, um, and a, um, a small, uh, gray bowler hat, uh, which looks very, very diminutive on his, um, massive, uh, hippopotamus face. Um, and, uh, he says, uh, ah, good. Uh, Sheriff, uh, my name is Paul Ka. I'm here with uh, the uh, Greywater Detective Agency. Uh, we understand that there's a call from some assistance. This is my associate, uh, you, me, too. Uh, we are uh, here to, uh, to help shore up the town. Um, and then his eyes kind of narrow uh, over his big hop hippopotamus snoot as he, he kind of actually takes in you uh, for the first time. Uh, you get the sense that he is trying to put together who you are. Um, how do you try and throw him off the trail? Uh, or do you? I um, I take a step out onto the porch and I yell upwards uh, to the apartment above the sheriff's office and I say, Sheriff, 
Sheriff Moss. Someone here to see you. Looks like uh, Greywater here to help out the town. All right, it's about time. Uh, uh, and, I've been. And I'll like I've just, been. I'll like I've been notice. ready. I've been dressed. I've been <laughs> gotcha. like, this is. I'll nod a salutation to him and go back inside. So Great. He's not looking at me. Um, he his eyes kind of follow you, but uh, he does seem kind of flustered and go, oh, uh, that's sorry. Uh, um, butthole, you. Where did you sleep? Did you sleep in the church? Did you sleep? Probably in the, in the church, realistically, okay. yeah. Um, I assume when you hear this, you'd come out to see what's going on, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the moment he heard them ask for a sheriff, Butthole would be like, oh, damn it, he's going to fuck this up uh, and just, like, <laughs> run outside. Because when he heard somebody ask for the sheriff, he'd immediately think Greywater. Yeah, great. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, you see uh, your old pal Polka uh, and uh, business partner uh, <laughs> in the Greywater Syndicate. Uh, and uh, your your former sworn enemy, Yumi Too, uh, standing there in in their long coats, um, kind of uh, lighting up one of those gross Wild West cigarettes that is mostly paper and sadness. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're here. So I'm Pastor Butthole, one of the servants of the hammer and sickle in this world. So, yeah, we're all getting attacked tonight, but we have a boatload of weapons. So I'm so glad you're here. Uh, there are going to be so many bounties we can claim at the end of this that you guys are going to get a bonus on top of your daily fee. Let me tell you that right up front. Well, listen, uh, sir, we're we're no mercenaries. We're detectives. But we do like overtime and bonuses. So, but definitely not mercenaries. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Kind no, no, of that's... mercenary-like. <laughs> You're mercenary-like, but only taking jobs against criminals. That checks out for me. That's, uh, that's, that's what a, a detective does. It's funny. You sound like uh, Mr. Potatoes, our our boss. Oh, well, I bet he's pretty smart and is old. Yeah, yeah you're right. Right with two. That's uh, that's that's some good thinking there. Uh, sorry, butthole was it? Yeah, yeah. The name's Butthole Fudge. Wow, that's a lot. Okay. Um, so uh, the sheriff um and uh, Moss, you you roll up. Oh, uh, uh yes, uh. Uh, Sheriff, we uh, we received word uh, that uh, we were supposed to uh, come here and, and assist, but I understand uh, that there's a, a siege happening, a lot of bounties to be claimed. What's What seems to be the trouble? Well, we're getting, basically, the Tingley boys are coming to run us out of here, burn the town to the ground, make room for that damn railroad. Um, and uh, Polka kind of sucks air through his teeth and goes... Oh, uh, well, the Tingly boys are, are a problem, and one, one I'm quite concerned uh, to hear about, and one that uh, me and my associate here would be very happy to help you with, but uh, uh, we do ask that you do not speak ill of uh, Tefini's Industries. They're bringing, uh, you know, a, a new way to the, the West in a, a more controlled way, a more civilized way, and uh, I will not have you uh, speak ill of, of, of a man of great industry and one of our top clients, uh, so widely. Cool. He's not going to be here today, so you just got to shoot Tingly Boys and other criminals. Does that work? Uh, of course. I just want to be clear yeah. that that Typhonius Industries will change this place for the better. Yeah, well, they sort of murdered and blackmailed a lot of people, so it's a real back and forth on that opinion. Uh, sounds like a he said, said, she said scenario to me, uh, but uh, that's Ooh. fine. Um, we'll, uh, we'll help you with uh, your Tingly Boy situation as long as we do get to claim those bounties. Again, not from a mercenary perspective, just from a detective cashing in. Or I want the money. 
Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming to help us out of this here pickle we're in. Uh, you're welcome. I, uh, so I'll just make myself at home till then. You guys got a saloon? Uh, yeah, it's it's right over there. So we'll we'll sit down. Uh, we'll we'll drop our plans for how we're going to handle this siege. We'll put you guys somewhere important. Uh, he nods, and as he starts to walk away, he's like, "You ever get a weird sense of deja vu? I feel like you and I have talked about sieges before. Huh. <laughs> weird. Oh well. All right. Well, good luck, I guess." Uh, and he throws his like big fucking crossbow over his shoulder and uh, heads into the bar. All right. So uh, shall we go inside and make a plan? Moss? Sheriff Moss? Uh, That would be prudent. All right. Uh, Okay, so we'll go into the sheriff's office and be like, so I don't know what you guys have, but I've kind of come up with an entire plan overnight because that's kind of what I do. So does anybody have anything they want to go with or should I just lay it out and we can do notes? Let's hear what you got. Oh, Quinny, do you have something to say? I was just saying I was talking about setting up traps and getting everybody into the trenches uh, so that horses can't ride into the town and things like that. Um, But if you've got something different, I'm down to hear that as well. Tom, what buildings are around the church? So the church is at the end of the street uh, of main street. Uh, It would have been sort of almost a cul-de-sac thing. Uh, Main street. um, We're going to talk kind of in North South uh, terms. I think just for, for ease of all of our minds. So the way the town is laid out, um, the uh, church is at the north end of town. Um, the road splits at the church. Um, beneath South of that is Main Street, which is the main drag, which we will talk about in north-south terms. Um, closest to the church um, on the uh, sort of top east side of things is uh, the general store. Uh, so the Cattle Shield general store. Um You've got the uh, barber gun shop next, and then you've got the saloon. On the west side, um, you've got um, in the sort of middle, you've got the sheriff's office. Um, In the north, let me see if there's any any other buildings of note that would still have been open at this point. There are a couple of um, abandoned uh, buildings on either side of the sheriff's office that that would have been, uh, we'll say like, I don't know, maybe a... well, we need a frontier town. Might have been another bar briefly that uh, that is no longer uh, in operation, and a tonic store um, that a snake oil salesman set up some time ago and has left. Um, further west, uh, still close by, but a little bit uh, behind all these buildings is the uh, the burnt stable as well as uh, the old wolf ranch, which is not directly in downtown, but is is like. You know, within spitting distance, it's it's close by. Um, the uh, booming mine is um, east, um, maybe like a, a ten minute ride east uh, to get to the entrance. Uh, that said, you have the alternate entrance through the church now. All righty. So so here's what I'm thinking. We're not going to be able to defend all the buildings just because we don't have enough people. I'm thinking we got to focus on this kind of like north to mid range end. Uh, I'd say any non-combatants, any children, anybody else who's not capable or interested in fighting should probably just go hide inside the mine. That seems like the safest point and the rock seekers can hold their entrance. Yep. Uh, I'd say we put the mortars on top of the saloon because it's the tallest building so they can shoot from there. Uh, they can range in through the day. So like they can literally go out and put like painted rocks at different distances that'll 
probably do white or something that'll show at night so they know where to shoot when bad guys are arriving. Uh, I'd say we put the two mercenaries, detectives, whatever, we put them in that building because I don't want them near Quinny and they'll probably keep it shooting because they seem braver than a lot. Uh, We probably, we want to get them to come past the church. So what I'm thinking is we can kind of like knock holes through like the two buildings next to the church kind of thing, but hidden, stack some boxes and shit so there's no easy ways through the alley. Then we kind of do our stand. We set up some barricades in the middle. I like like trenches or whatever in the roads to stop horses. We fight from that in the building. So we got a little fortification to draw them in. And then the rock seekers can hit them in the ass from the church. And then we can run through the side buildings on our little hidden way to the church and then bail down into the mines if shit goes bad. Uh, That sounds just fine. Uh, I got a couple addendums, a couple suggestions if you're open to them. Of course. What do you got? Last night's shooting drills revealed a couple of uh, talented shooters. Uh, I suggest we put them in the bell tower of the church. Keep them safe, and they can also snipe from their create a sniper's nest. I mean, I like that. My only fear is if people go into the church, we lose the ambush, and they avoid the fortifications and kill our snipers and block our escape. Is there anywhere else high up we could put them that wouldn't be inside the building we're trying to get them to ignore? Just the saloon, but the saloon's the, exposed. Given that we've established that there are um, two small apartments above the uh, sheriff's office, um, it is also a two-story building. Oh, okay. So we could do the sheriff's. We could do the sheriff's office. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because if, if we do that, they're the the furthest back, but they'll also be able to give us warning if anybody's swinging around the back or getting crafty, which I like. That works for me. Uh, any other traps we could... We got a bunch of explosives. This is a weird idea. And feel free to shoot this down because you know the town. And I swore not to hurt the town, but I'm trying to help the town's people. So it's a weird balance. We could, you know, set up some nitro in some of those outlying buildings that are nowhere near us. So if you're a bad guy who decides to, you know, throw a torch into it, it explodes and takes you with it. How do we feel about that idea? I'm fine with that as long as it is a building of someone who has sold it, gotten paid, and left town. We've got a fair number of those, but that would be my only caveat. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, That makes sense to me. So we could do some, like, classic firebomb stuff. Uh, Any other ambushes that you've got? Because I don't know old Westy bullshit. I'm imagining chain gun in the, the, like, barricade. We could put a cannon wherever. I don't really have a plan for the cannon at this point. Well, Cannon is unfortunately out of ammo, having yeah. spent all of it versus the spider. Ah, oh, well, then it's really stupid we put that on a cart and brought it here, but we'll, I don't know, we'll sink it in one of the doorways or something so somebody can't get through. That'll block a horse. Don't we have scary. some rocks we can shove down it? <laughs> I, that's That'd be good a, for one shotgun blast of rocks, and then that cannon is toast, and the person operating the cannon would be in peril. Okay, then right. I vote we put that. I don't that, know cannons. I vote we put that in the front door to the church. Like, put it in the church. We'll load it up with nails and horseshoes and whatever. And then, if we all have to go into the mine and we're in a really bad place, we can kind of fire that to give us, like, two minutes to get further into the mine if they're chasing us to the gap. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. A um, couple things in my experience would be um, openings, creating openings. Uh for uh, the enemy to come through uh, and then have wagons roll in from the side to create a, uh, a wall trapping them like fish in a barrel. That's always funny when they don't realize they've <laughs> rolled into a trap and their exit's been closed off. 
Okay, yeah, if we put those by the church, we could roll those out so that essentially as the dwarfs come out of the church, they've got custom-built barricades just rolling into place to shoot at the bad guys from in the ass. Yeah, I mean, matter of fact, we put that Gatling gun on one of the wagons, slide it in behind them as they come into the open area, and that's cut off their escape and then just mow them down. That could could be quite effective. Except then we're shooting towards our own barricades with the chain gun. They would they would have to be good barricades, yes. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want, cool. Okay, so to recap uh, for my brain, the plan is to let them in through the north, uh, where they will likely be striking from, past the church. Church will be your fallback point. Correct. Bring them into Main Street, create a kill zone there by uh, rolling carts in at the south end. Uh, Where they came from to basically cut them off from where they came. Basically, so Tom, we've got yep. like in the mid-range, we'll set up like street fortification kind of thing. Okay. And we'll be shooting at them as they come in from the north from our like little defended position. Gotcha. They storm towards us. Then when we're ready to spring our church ambush with hidden dwarves, we roll wagons in behind them and the dwarves can come out and shoot them all in the back while we shoot them when they're coming at the fortifications. So there's like a crossfire pincer. Mortars are up on the sheriff's office and we are, are up on the saloon. They're at the yep. top of the saloon, just lobbing whatever, wherever. Uh, and we got snipers in the sheriff's office. So that our best shooters there have like a raised position. Okay. And we'll build a hidden tunnel through the buildings to get to the church. So we don't have to like win the fight and charge through the army. We theoretically, if we really fuck this up, can just do a dash in a semi-hidden way by like chopping out doors yeah. <laughs> in between the side of buildings, just lining them with boxes so they can't be seen. Uh, excellent. Okay, that all makes sense to me. Um, is there anything else uh, you guys want to do? We'll say that, like, obviously, you kind of spend the day doing that and, and getting that all set up. Uh, are there any other things uh, non-siege related that uh, you want to get done before this this all kicks off? Non-siege related? Yeah, like basically, uh, as your last night on Earth, <laughs> what's uh, what, what do you want to get done? Um, Quinny would want to talk to Butthole privately at, uh, at some point. Yep. Um, hi, you wanted to talk to me privately? Yeah. Um, so I've, uh, recently come around on this whole man from another dimension story you've been telling, uh, and if that's true, and I'm not saying I believe that it is, but if it is, I'm assuming you either can't control where and when you go, or it's incredibly costly to do so because I don't know why you'd still be here. So, yeah, I, I couldn't control it, but then they gave me a fart rock, so I've got an idea I might be able to try. And was coming here your first uh, foray into interdimensional travel? Oh, yeah, that was a straight-up oopsie. I mean, I stuck my head through a portal into a world to try to kill the guy who killed my mom, but that was it. All right. So what would you say the over-under is on me being able to come along with you? Wow, I literally have no idea. Basically, so I was talking last night at the church, and they gave me a stone, and they said if I pray really hard and fart on the stone, then maybe it will yank me back towards my goddess. I could try hanging on to you. We just see what happens. Could yank us both. And Quinny, I think, just thinks about how ridiculous it has been with, like, the farting magic and just how it's just not... 
not his style. I was like, yeah, never mind. I'll just die here. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll try to yank you. We'll see where we end up, but I'm going to try to bring you with me. This is going to be great. Honestly, you're going to understand you. Uh, I don't know if you'll like each other, but I think it's good. You're, you're like a good, co- you're, you're like a cautionary example for each other. I'm a cautionary. I, I don't want that explained to me. And I, I leave. <laughs> I um, as you, you turn to go, um, the walls begin to shake uh, and uh, rumble. Uh, and the earth beneath you uh, begins to tremble as a, a massive earthquake um, envelops uh, Tomb Slab. Uh, this is unlike the small tremors that uh, Moss has, has noticed. Um, the, uh, you know, bottles rattle off windows uh, off windows, windows rattle, bottles like shake off of shelves uh, and crash. Um, you you see um, uh, Yumi too, kind of like poke her head out of the door, like angrily, as though someone is doing this. Um, but uh, it uh, it lasts uh, it lasts for for a solid minute, um, and then then abates. We do not need another one of those right now. What the hell is up with those? Because, like, I don't make those happen, and that doesn't happen on my world where I'm from. So, just started happening and been happening um, with more and more frequency. There's tremors, earthquakes. I don't know. And I kind of look, like, look around outside. I just want to see if any part of the horizon has changed. Uh, sure. Go ahead and roll me a perception check, please. <laughs> you think something big is coming this way? Shaking the freaking no. <laughs> uh, perception. Ooh, yikes. It's a four. You're looking through those binoculars backwards, Moss. <laughs> uh, you can see um, a, a bright gleam um, in the far distance, uh, but it's it's very far away, and it you, you don't really know what it is. Um, that said, even with a four, um, you uh, certainly do uh, notice uh, the um, odd kind of wet sand pile um, sort of on the south end of the, the street, uh, in the middle of which stands uh, a very confused-looking guy who pulls up an odd pair of glasses that seem to be uh, kind of like the, the lenses are merged uh, and seems to pull an odd uh, device uh, out of his face. You're surprised that he's human, given that he has flippers. Um, but uh, he just looks around and says, what the fuck? Where? What? Who the f- What? Oh God! Oh God! Uh, and then he um, turns and takes a step and sinks through the sand and disappears. Okay, so I'm not crazy about that happening, but at the same time, I don't think we need to put traps to the south. Are we already under attack? What is this? My guess, and listen, I'm sort of a go with the gut feeling on this one. He wasn't from here. And I'm not from here. So people are randomly falling into here and out of here. There was well, this that- thing called the Great Collide that my boss oh, was and really worried like about. Grabs a chair and sits down and just like <laughs> massages so, his temples. <laughs> there's a, this guy named Xanthus, and he sucks. Uh, he, he, he breaks places between worlds, and I think he's been eating his own hearts from other worlds to get stronger. Uh, and he thinks that he can become all-powerful by doing that. However, he's been weakening the bonds between all the different dimensions and like versions of, of the world. 
which the fear is that it will make us all collide into one world and then explode or or die or become gods or destroy the universe. The moss from my world's trying to stop that. And apparently, we didn't nail it. That's all I'm saying. Looks like this might be getting worse. So I'm going to fart my way back after this fight for the town and see what I can do. But whenever you see, I don't know, parts of the ground that people are falling into or out of, don't go in there. Just like rope it off. Rope it off. I, I mean, how how do we know? How are we going to... I mean... I, <laughs> well, here's that's, the deal. If, that's if, all. If, if just, I solve it, if I solve it, that'll stop happening. Uh, and if I don't, it will uncontrollably destroy all of us. So that's probably beyond our concerns for today. Moss, can you roll me an insight check, please? Yeah. Nat 20. Um, if your, if his world's moss was tasked with this, how the fuck did she find out? What, what could have given her this? Well, I mean, I've got something on me that's a little strange. And Moss, I- you reach into the, uh, the saddle, uh, looked at the, the sort of like, it's not a saddle. It's a, it's like a saddlebag that's attached sort of behind your, your backrest. Yeah. Your satchel. Uh, yeah, your satchel. Uh, and uh, you draw out uh, your old lucky charm, uh, the scroll that led you to Tomb Slab. Yeah. It is glowing red. Oh, see, when when the scroll glows bad colors, we're we're fucked. That's bad. Oh, do we see a glowing red? We uh, she like does. Non, but yeah, I, was I say. think Butthole can recognize <laughs> the look on Moss's face. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, she looks horrified at a blank page. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, you and I aren't going to believe it for a bit, but I'm just going to jump you like, let's say like six months ahead to the point where she can read it, we can't. Oh, I'm coming around on some of the unbelievable bits. Great. Then you should really start praying to Moonhammer because it's when you get to hell, it's going to be so much better if you do that. Um. Moss inexplicably, uh, a symbol appears um, on on the scroll, and it seems to be sort of blurring in and out. Um, but you think you see the edge of a hammer. Um. Uh, but hold how? I mean, how much of a role does your moon hammer god have to do with this? I'm, um, I'm just. Asking for a friend. Let's just, yeah. Let's just say maybe I might be starting to believe you based on what I'm seeing here in front of me. Yeah, see, here's the thing. If you guys start believing me, this would all go a lot faster. So from what I know, Moonhammer is on my world, which as far as I could tell is a forever thing because I found an old statue, but people say she might be from elsewhere. Also, this world's god is not here and could be back in my realm or in any of the other countless numbers of universes. So... I would say as a cleric who's accidentally traveled between realms, uh, who's serving a goddess who may have accidentally traveled between realms, heavily involved. All right. Well, I think I'm being told to follow a hammer. Oh, so do I, I have to hang on sure. to you when I fart on my rock? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's freaking glowing red and there's a hammer. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Um, you see uh, someone on horseback in the distance uh, and the, the glint of a, of a telescope. Can I telescope back? Uh, sure. 
You see um, uh, someone wearing a um, uh, stride a horse uh, looks exactly like Lee Pace and looks very uh, like disaffected by what's going on here. Um, <laughs> wearing a uh, green outfit, um, pointed ears, and he kind of rolls his eyes and, and leads his horse away. Um, but uh, Quinn, you definitely recognize him as as the leader um, of the Half Leaves, uh, a, uh, a a elvish rogue named uh, Linarian. What you looking at, Quinny? Leader of the Half Leaves gang is out there, Linarian. What should we go negotiate with him? Maybe he'd work with us to save the town. I think he's here for me. And uh, well, then maybe you should go out and negotiate with him. Wait, what if we say that if he helps save the town, he can have you, and then I fart yank you out of this world? I'm sorry, work. what fart yank? Yeah, as I said, oh, I don't, man, I got to repeat my stories a lot. If I fart on a rock while I pray really hard, I can go back to my world. So the rock's in my underwear. So that's course, I could fart yank Quinny with me and you if you think it'll help with your paper. Well, Tomb Slab needs a sheriff. Uh, Polka um, steps out of the uh, the saloon, says, uh, hey, uh, you guys know there's no bartender in there, eh? We're just kind of taking whatever we want. Also, is that, that's the Half-Leaf gang, right? Yeah. Yes, sir, it is. I mean, if they're they're coming for this town, that's, that's more bounties for us. I tell you, Greywater would never ally itself with anyone that evil. Well, wonderful. Then we can rely on you to go meet this there guy and pick him off. Oh, oh yeah, no. Also, last time we sent an emissary, they killed him. So what do you guys know about mortars? Because I f- uh, here's what we got. Uh, and I think Butthole will just take this, like, like arm around the shoulder back into the saloon, keep the fuck away from Quinny, walk him through mortars on top of the saloon itself. Great. Um, so with the hanging question of who will remain to be sheriff of Tomb Slab... Um, you are drawn into uh, preparations. Uh, the the half leaves have disappeared, uh, but their presence definitely suggests that uh, more than one gang is coming to town. Um, and as uh, the sun uh, begins to set, a, a palpable sort of electric energy um, begins to uh, pass through through all the people of town. Uh, Sheriff Quinney, uh, you you see. Um, the townsfolk who, weirdly, you ha- have truly come to inspire and lead, um, armed, um, practicing their ready aim fires, <laughs> which are a very conveniently easy uh, thing for them to do. Um, you see a sense of resolve and uh, a-, a-, a sense of camaraderie. Um, people are legitimately helping each other out, um, doing what they can. It's something that you never saw in the Afghanovich boys or in the Brown Barrel boys. Or I guess the Evgenovich gang or the Brown Barrel gang. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the, the crews you run with pay lip service to uh, uh, ideas of family uh, and the like. Um, but when push comes to shove, uh, usually push comes to shove and people are left behind um, or killed or betrayed. Uh, and here you you see kind of for the first time um, a different way uh, that's, uh, that's that's perhaps uh, beyond your reach, but. Um, Nevertheless, it's nice to see. Uh, and Moss, um, you see uh, the folks of town of uh, I was going to say of Town Slab, Jesus of Tomb Slab, uh, coming together, um, and uh, you see that same feeling you have for this this dusty, definitely not notorious town, 
um, sort of coming together. Uh, you see that 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 feeling you have for for a sense of home and a sense of place uh, reflected in uh, these people who, despite not being fighters, are are determined uh, to fight for their home. Um, the the slow, steady march of of quote quote progress and the railroad likely won't be stopped. Um, but at least today, the Tannis tomb slab will stand together. And uh, Butthole, is you have an oddly familiar conversation with uh, this dark reflection of Poka uh, atop the saloon, you get the mortars prepared. Um, you feel uh, the uh, the wish stone, um, you know, just bumping around uh, with your other stones um, in uh, in your pants there, uh, as well as uh, the one that uh, you you took from the, the hand of Tumbleweed Terry, um, knowing that uh, if he was clutching it as as he died, it, it surely must mean something. Um, and uh, you don't fully trust this, Quinny. You don't really know this moss that well, but. Nevertheless, uh, you know, as someone who is pretty much ready to just call it a day when you you were consumed by the techno kraken, uh, it's nice if even if you can't help your friends, if at least you're able to to help these folks and and bring the the light of Moonhammer to to one one more place. Um, and these are the thoughts that are going through all of your heads as uh, the sun sets on the day that Tomb Slab will burn. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V., Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you two still awake? Dad, we're too excited! You'll be tired at Mockery Manor tomorrow, and it's bigger than ever, so you really do need to sleep. Daddy, tell us about the new expansion! Okay, okay. Yay! Once upon a time, there was a wonderful place, Mockery Manor. Everyone loved it, but sometimes it felt lonely. Aww. 
The manor longed for a companion, so they built a whole new park right next door and called it Claytonville. And it was the rootinest, tootinest place you ever did see. Yee-haw! Hop on board the brand new Mockery Railroad all the way to Claytonville. Toot toot! In Claytonville, there are four cowboy lands to explore. Lasso a goat in Farmin Valley. Kiss your girl's best friend in Lovelorn Town. Stop it, Terry. And in Cowboy Christmas Town, hop on down to the Bluegrass Grotto to meet Cowboy Santa. Ho, ho, ho down! And are you brave enough to ride the wildest ride in Claytonville? Look out, it's the Four Spurs Pantry! <laughs> Wait to go to Mockery Manor and Claytonville. Two parks in one and only $19.99 for a family of four. And how about you? Yeah, that's right. You. Listening to this. Are you ready to come back? To Mockery Manor. Season 3. Available now. <laughs>